it's hard to entertain. It's like you put so much into, you know, finding the cater or making the meal and having, uh, inviting, you know, inviting family and friends. I mean, that- and then you have no time to actually talk to them because you're spending your whole time, you know, re- replenishing drinks and heating up food. It's the season for parties, and for some, that means the season of stress. Hi, I'm Kendall Young, broker here at Diggs, and this is Love Your Diggs. Love it! A podcast bringing you the local resources to help you love your digs more. In a minute, we'll talk to Lynn Graves of Party Host Helpers, and she has a wealth of easy, cost-saving ideas for the party challenge. But first... Here is your real estate market moment. This Tuesday is voting day. Will I see you at the voting station? I sure hope so. I want to encourage you to vote yes on Proposition 5. This is the proposition that removes the moving penalty on seniors, as well as the mentally disabled and people who have lost or had high damage to their homes in a natural disaster. It will allow these people to transfer their property tax rate to a replacement home. Now, some may feel that this is a way of increasing the gap between the haves and the have-nots. And quite frankly, that's not an unreasonable position to take. And I'm not going to try to disabuse you of that. However, I only know what it is that I see and experience. And because I'm a real estate agent, what I see are families who cannot find a home to buy in the communities that they want to settle. They want to buy a home put down roots, and start contributing to their communities that already contain their friends, their family, their work, and their lifestyle. The reason they can't find a home to buy is because our housing inventory of available homes is at historic lows. There's a housing logjam, and I am open to any ideas to break that logjam. I like the idea of Proposition 5 because I know that there are a number of seniors who are living in homes that no longer serve their lifestyle, but they refuse to move because it's going to cost too much money. They bought their homes in the 70s, 80s, maybe even 60s, and their property tax base is really low. If they were to sell their big home and move to a smaller home, their property tax will double, triple, maybe even quadruple, and that's a cost they're not willing to bear. So they stay in their big homes and nobody moves. If they were to move because they remove that moving penalty, they go anywhere in the state of California, then their larger homes will become available for move-up families or maybe even, yes, this is true, first-time homebuyers, and people can start that life cycle anew, a life cycle that, frankly, is arrested right now. To the people who feel that this is a proposition that is just benefiting the wealthy and that it will take money away from schools and essential safety services, I I understand where you're coming from. I had a gentleman who vehemently disagreed with my position. Unfortunately, he was unwilling to stay in the conversation long enough to educate me as to why his position made sense. But the way I see it, and you do your own research, the way I see it is that the property tax base has a very good chance of growing, not decreasing. 
Because these seniors are in these houses, they're paying a very low property tax. Wherever they go, whether they stay here or they go somewhere else, that low property tax is there. But if the seniors were to move to some other house and then a new family moves into this large home and pays the property tax based on its current market value, it seems to me that it's reasonable that over a short period of time, our property tax base will grow as these seniors are moving out of these larger homes, presumably to smaller ones, and the property tax gets larger and larger. Am I right? Are these calculations totally over my pay grade? Maybe they are. And if you want to have a conversation with me to discuss, not browbeat me, I am certainly open to it. But for the moment, I see Proposition 5 as a great idea towards helping the families that I'm serving get to where they want to go, both the ones that want to buy the big houses and the ones that would like to get to the lower ones. That's it for your Marketing Minute. Now, let's hear from Lynn Graves and talk about throwing those parties. Okay, Lynn, you are someone with vast experience in parties, throwing parties, planning parties. Parties are your thing, right? They are. Okay. And parties are not my thing. They give me (laughs) hives, actually. (laughs) And there's a lot of things that give me hives. Uh, Everything from, are my guests going to be happy? Do I have enough food? Do I have enough drink? Uh, You know, do I need to hire anybody? If I did, what the heck do I ask them? So I wanted to jump into all of those topics to get your insight, whatever that is, because no matter what it is, it's going to be a heck of a lot more than what I have. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so let's start with my particular fear, um, past the point, the, past the fear of nobody's going to show up. So right. past that one. <laughs> I'm the only one that has that fear, right? No. 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 You're, you're in good company. I'm in good company. Yeah. Lots of yeah. people have that yes. fear. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so setting that one aside, um, how can you give me any rules of thumb on how much food and drink I should have. Well, I think you have to look at what your party is. Okay. What is it? Is it a um, two-hour cocktail party that you're inviting friends to, or is it a football viewing party for your favorite, rooting for your favorite team? Okay. So that's going to vary greatly. So if it's a football event, you know that's a four to five hour party. So you're going to want to have food that you're going to want to plan to kind of have food spread out throughout the day. Also, if there's going to be drinking involved, you're going to want to have um, both healthy and hearty food okay. available. So again, if it's a two hour cocktail party, you might be talking about past hors d'oeuvres, um, a, t- a station. Um, so it's, it's really going to depend on the okay. type of party that you have. Okay. So let's so that's give not you, a, let, that's let's, not what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I am a concrete thinker. It's a start. Yes. So, all right, let me give you a specific exa- example. Uh, let's say that I'm going to have a dinner party for say, I don't know, eight people. So three other couples besides my husband and I, and it's not really a full blind holiday party, but it's during this holiday season, Mm -hmm. right? So dinner party for eight, where do I start? So um, two two things you need to start. Are you preparing the meal or are you going to start with, well, let's start with I'm preparing it. And then I have questions if I were to have a caterer, caterer, right? Yeah. Right. So if you're preparing it, it's going to be very 
very similar to uh, your home when okay. you prepare meals for I'm your I'm Chinese. I, I, I cook for 30 no matter what. So. Okay, so you might want to cut it down by a third <laughs> or fourth. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like if I was to make a chicken dish, how would I know how much chicken I should be preparing? Yeah, you're going to have to... Um, Again, a lot of it is by whatever your menu, whatever okay. your menu is dictating, whatever okay. your recipe is dictating. There's not like I can't say there's one pound of chicken for every okay. person that's there. It really depends on what the what the meal okay. is. And many of us cook for our family, so let's let's talk about catering then. Right, right. So catering, um, that is a um, that puts all the pressure on the caterer. Okay. So catering is is a nice way to go if that if you know if that's some people love our foodies though and they love they have special recipes they want to try and they have um, and some of us just are just too fracking busy exactly. to cook. So finding a good caterer is a great a great solution. Okay. Um, they'll work uh, the the caterers work with your budget. They'll work with. Don't be afraid with a caterer mm-hmm. to tell them what you want. So if uh, and with what I mean is that you're having a dinner party for eight, you want it to be a um, a holiday theme. You want to have maybe there's one special dish you want to have, even though you don't see that on their menu. Maybe mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask for it. Okay. With caterers, they have their set, you know, kind of template that they have, which is all good. But they can they if it's a good caterer, they'll be able to accommodate. When you say you. they have a set template, what does that mean? Um, a lot of times, kids will specialize. Like if you go on their website. You'll okay. see a sample menu or okay. you'll see sample. Okay. Almost every caterer now has sample appetite. You know, they have a whole list. So that's one way you can select your caterer if you do like what's on their, on their okay, website. Okay, well, what if it's not like a set, like I know it's going to be eight people. What if I said I wanted to have like an open house, you know, just invite everybody I know and the neighbors and it's going to be an event for like four hours and people can come and go. Is that how the heck would I know how much to ask the caterer to make? Again, Kate, Kate you just let them know you're having 40 guests uh-huh. and it's a two hour party. Okay. And they will make a suggestion. It's usually three appetizers. Uh, it, it, per hour. But I don't know if there's going to be 40. Exactly. People. Well, but you have an idea of how many you invite. Okay, and so again, you, this is when you hire a caterer mm-hmm. and you're paying a little extra, you know, mm-hmm. for their service, you're paying for their expertise okay. and they know their menus. And so you tell them, uh, you put the pressure on them to mm-hmm. tell you okay. what they feel, you know, make the suggestion. Well, that, that just takes me to my next set of questions. So I am kind of that foodie and mm-hmm. we've always just cooked ourselves. I've heard, I've ordered a, I've hired a caterer just once mm-hmm. in my life. Um, what kinds of questions should you ask a caterer? Well, especially if you have any kind of food, especially there's a lot of people with food needs, um, okay. no gluten, you know, some are no dairy. So you want to ask them if they're accommodating and okay. how they, um, how they handle that, or if they have a special, okay. you know, um, st- steps to take for, for those guests. Um, you also just, again, with budget, you want to let, you want to see how flexible if they're, if they're not willing to kind of work, there's another caterer that will work with so you. So do most caterers have on their websites, how much they yeah. charge um, for stuff? A lot of them will have a price points and okay. so some of them, once you talk to them, will we'll freely give it because they have set. And a lot of them have um, two. They have tiers. So they might send you one tier and right. you can say, I want to go up 
right? Or I want to go down. You know, it's 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 a little more than I, I was mean, planning. I think to spend. some of us might be really intimidated to even ask because there's the assumption we can't afford it or it's going to be too expensive. No, no, no. But that's why I'm telling you, I'm empowering you okay. to ask and be be um, bold with it. They're, not, I mean, just because they don't know your needs, so they're going to come at they're going to come with a certain price point. If you if you need it to be, if your budget's a little tighter than that, or you want to spend your money in another area. Don't be afraid to, mm-hmm. because they can switch out one of the appetizers. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of the, you know, the scallops, they can switch that out to be chicken skewers. I'm going to ask you a question that might be unfair. So <laughs> just bear with me, but I have all kinds of fears about what I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't even know how to process whether I can even want to consider catering. So would, for the aforementioned dinner party, that's mm-hmm. not full-blown holiday, but it's more than what I want to do. Let's say it's not eight. Let's say it's 20. So Mm -hmm. it's more than what I would normally cook for for my family, right? right? What are we talking? Do you think it would range somewhere from what, 15 bucks a person to, I know it can go as high as you want, but is $15 a plate? Is that just way too low to be considering? It is tight. Is it it more like 25? Yeah. I mean, um, a good appetizer, like if you're doing an appetizer, you can do a good appetizer for $20 a person, like a whole, I mean, heavy appetizers, dessert, sit down meal. But a sit down meal, now you're going, you're going to get probably what? 30. 30. Okay. So starting at 30 and of course it can go up from there. Right. Right. And And of course too, you can. You know, there's always pasta. Yeah, you know, there, there's there's pasta is a lot less than anything. Sure, else. of course. So there's you're not you're not going to get pasta and filet mignon at the same exactly, price, right? Exactly. So if you did have a twenty dollar budget, you right. could probably get a, a catered pasta meal. Right. That's something that's um, that, very that would simple. be very right, but it would be very good. They could they it would okay. you know be more than what probably a little more elaborate than what you might make. Okay. Not I don't know your. So you can do it for less than. 30. And that's what I'm saying. I'm but thirty is, people. is thirty is kind of a yeah. reasonable benchmark on up right okay well right. that that certainly helps i mean then i can say okay well yeah i can afford that or don't even ask we actually should just order pizza right 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 <laughs> okay all right but sometimes ordering can be just as much right as the catering once you start adding on so you really don't be afraid of caters i guess so, it's okay, now my, that, my... okay now that leads me to another question so with caterers if i were to order from a caterer does that include the staff um, there's usually an extra fee. Okay. Um, so you can get it with staff or without. So that's okay. another thing. Think about if you, if it's kind of an informal, that's uh, I mean, even though it's 20 people, you're going to buffet style it, or you have, they're all go get, you know, helpers. You've got a couple of girlfriends or, or, or couples that are going to help. Um, you may not need, you don't need servers there the whole, you know, you don't need right. to be served. Okay. Um, or it might be more formal and it's a big to do and you want, you want the formal service, then you would want to pay for their staff. So, so one of the questions that you want to ask beyond the cost of the food is going to be, is staff included? If not, how much? And and how maybe many? you don't want staff and maybe okay. you just want it dropped off. You okay. just want it delivered. Okay. And that's a very common and that's a very good way to save um, to save some, some money. Okay. What about dishes and serving utensils and glassware and all this other stuff? Is that questions you need to ask or is I, that assumed? Um, no, it's not assumed. So okay. it's questions you need to ask. Either okay. you, you know, obviously if you have that already, that's going to save you if you need them to provide that. Um, you know, there's going to be an extra fee, but it will be outlined in their in their. So yeah. let's just, let's say that you want them to provide the glassware and the serving and the plates mm-hmm. and whatnot. Does it specify in the agreement like 
I don't know what happens if they break or who's supposed to clean them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And normally they cover all of that. I mean, it just, I mean, the breakage there's, there's a fee, but uh, as far as bringing, delivering it, taking it back dirty that they handle all that. All right. So at least we don't have to run a whole bunch of dish loads. No, 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 no. What other kinds of things should you ask a caterer? Do they, I don't know, do they have security deposits? Yep. I mean, you, normally there is a security deposit, but every caterer kind of has a different okay. uh, way of working. Some, um, But again, a good caterer that's working with you, you know, you'll feel comfortable with them. You'll feel comfortable giving them the deposit right. um, and then paying the balance. A lot of, they want the balance that night. Okay. Um, it's usually so you, done that when they leave that night, whether it's, they have staff there or whether they, it's a drop in a delivery, okay. they expect, you know, it's done, payments done. Okay. That's very helpful. I mean, there's so much information that I didn't know about mm-hmm. caterers. Um, so let's say that somebody wanted to just order from their favorite restaurant or deli or what have you. Um, but they don't want to, like, I don't know, spend their entire time plating stuff up and cleaning and whatnot. Are there services? I know that you actually have a service right. that provides people. Right, right. What a marvelous idea. Right. Tell me a little bit about how that works. So in that case, if you know, and even with a caterer that maybe drops off, okay. um, because the catering staff will just serve what they, you know, they'll, they'll do a great job serving what they brought, but they're not going to do extras. They're not going to empty your trash. They're not going to fill your dish, you know. They're not going to pour wine for your guests um, because they're there to just take care of the meal. Uh Um, You can, there's companies out there like Party Host Helpers um, that actually has people day of help that can help set up, clean up, serve, serve, plate, uh, you know, whatever is needed for that day. And that's something I advise people that you can get a little more bang for your, you know, buck when you have someone that can do everything uh, versus someone that can just... It just seems like a marvelous idea because I've done parties, especially for my brothers, where it was just all work and no play. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to entertain. It's like you put so much into, you know, finding the caterer or making the meal and having, uh, inviting, you know, inviting family and friends. I mean, and then you have no time to actually talk to them because you're spending your whole time, you know, replenishing drinks and heating up food. But hiring party help, that that sounds like a rich person's Doesn't it? It luxury. Extravagant. It really does. That's a great word, extravagant. So, you know, let's just say like two people for a four-hour party, how much would that be ish? Yeah, it's at most the hour, it's about $45 an hour per helper. <sighs> so if you only need a helper for a couple hours and you only need one helper. Um, what One thing that's unique about party host helpers, we don't have any minimums. We don't okay. have, you know, big packages or minimums. You just kind of, you, you, you get who you need when you need them. Can I go totally it. Chinese cheap on you? Could you hire them for an hour before and an hour after just to clean up? Oh, with nothing in between? Yeah, that kind of, that's, that's, that's kind that's of different. I'd have to work with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about cheapo. <laughs> I had I had to work with you. But we'll work with you. We okay. we, we work with everybody. There's it's all kinds of situations. It's, it's worth having the conversation. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. I love how flexible you are with that. It's like you know what? I don't have hard and fast answers because we can make anything work. We do. Now I we and yeah no and we do all kinds. Of, our our party has helpers not only serve food but we I mean we've done all kinds of. Uh, okay, help. so. When we're preparing for this whole podcast, because it's all about love your digs and entertaining, not everybody's going to be up for a big sit down dinner, right. catered affair, staff with napkins over their arm. May I help you, mom? You know, none of that. Right. So 
what kinds of ideas, because I asked you to think about that, what kinds of ideas um, could you kind of share with us for entertaining that's maybe not quite as fancy, maybe a little bit less, uh, you know, fancy? Right, right. No, no, no. We, a majority of, um, I mean, it's amazing how fun parties can be when you get you get creative. Right. And I would say, you know, themes are, are great and the holidays present their own themes. Sure. Um, but even when you have, you know, when you're having the ho- the Halloween around the Halloween, you know, to have a party that's cocktails and costumes, you know, that right cocktails there. Cocktails and costumes. costumes. Or what about monsters and martinis? Oh, monsters. Are, okay. That, uh, booze that. and booze. Booze and, um, wait, wait, booze, booze and booze. And booze. Just, just booze and booze. Yeah. Booze yeah. And just, booze. just booze and booze. Okay. <laughs> I sense a theme here. <laughs> and cosmos and cauldrons. Oh. So you can have a lot of fun when you invite your friends to that type of party. And that leads to a casual, fun, fun atmosphere. You know, and then the, your drinks, that, that's another thing, is kind of picking what drinks. I mean, there's all, I mean, and you can you can Google some of this. I mean, as far as the titles of drinks and what's available, but just have fun with it. Ha, you know, go, go, go out of your, you know, the traditional costume party or right. masquerade party. Right. Like make it something a Cauldrons little different. Cauldrons and cocktails. Make it something a little I know, different. I love that. I think with football too is another, a lot of people will have football parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another one that's kind of fun to do different things with. And um, one idea I really love is, um, well, one thing I really love are mason jars. So okay. if anyone, <laughs> if anyone has any mason jars, mason she'll take jars them. <laughs> are so, um, you can do so much with mason jars. So for one, one example with a, the football thing that I've seen that's been really, really a big hit is having iced tea or iced coffee sure. in the mason jar, but actually putting um, duct tape, white duct tape to make the laces for a football. Oh, so the actual mason jar looks like a football. Oh, golly. And then you put the ice, you know, you put the uh, coffee and iced tea in it. It's a huge hit. It's an inexpensive <laughs> way to have, you know, have, have some fun at your event. What a great idea. The other thing with, ma- I mean, mason jars are great for any kind of centerpieces, sticking flowers in and lemons. And I mean, you can in instant. Um, so if any mason jars are, uh, are your friends are my, yes, yes. They are the biggest hack as far as shortcuts and they're super inexpensive. I love that. And you had mentioned you had some party hacks. Do you have some others there on your pieces of paper? Well, a couple, another one that's kind of, um, when you're talking about food, um, and, and this can happen, this can be at any party, but there's kind of something, um, that I've seen that's fun too, is, um, I'm going to use pumpkins as the theme just because of the time of year it is, but the, uh, pumpkin food challenge. So what you can ask is each of your guests to bring a dish, um, of their own that is primarily made of, let's say, pumpkin. Right. So it's a pumpkin dish. And then you can uh, vote. You can see, ta- do a taste testing. Oh, this can be at your at the football. You know, while you're watching the football right, game, right. this is like activity going on. And it, and it really, it gets your, I think anything at your parties that can get your guests engaged in, in, in activities is a, is a good thing. I'm, um, I'm kind of stuck there on the theme of pumpkin because that's making me think of Iron Chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, no, totally fun. It's like so. Yeah, it gets very competitive. But can you say um, it's a pumpkin? Well, you sure can. <laughs> what other kinds of hacks have you got in there? Well, another for um, especially for kids. Kids parties have gotten really um, kind of elaborate. Crazy. <laughs> yes, elaborate's a very kind word. Yes, um, and just kind of bringing it back down. I mean, especially for the younger kids to really just. Take a take the theme. Pick their favorite color. So let's say their favorite color is yellow. 
So you're going to have all yellow decorations, yellow balloons, yellow tablecloth. You ask the guests to all come in yellow. So it doesn't have to be some commercial theme. No, no it can be their favorite color. What a great and idea. And you just have that everywhere. And then even for the, um, you know, you're, they can make their own um, pizzas, you know, have a, again, getting active, make their own pizzas, uh-huh. put their own toppings on their little mini pizzas. They can have aprons that they decorate um, and it can be more than yellow. They can use other <laughs> colors too, but that they can decorate, you know, and then the apron is their party gift that uh-huh. they are able to take with them. Also, just even um, for kids. Um, Where were you when I had young kids? Now I know. it's Birthday it's, parties were the stress of my life. It, they are for a lot of families. And they get really expensive. And right. um, and when they're younger, I mean, that's it. they love that. You know, that it's such their a great. Their favorite color. Yeah, and all their friends are dressed in it. I mean, that's just think of amazing. that. amazing. Their parents are wearing it. You know, it's just, it's a really fun. Of course, I have a very, very off-color joke that has to do about <laughs> emotions. And dressing is one's emotion. But we won't go there. Ask me offline. I'll tell you the very off-color joke oh later. <laughs> the other fun thing for kids is um, um, squirt gun painting. So what, 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 what? So you fill squirt guns with watercolors. Oh my gosh. And you can put that, um, you know, the water, the, um, the paper the, on an easel or up on trees or in your backyard and let them just squirt with the, um, with the watercolors. And that's another fun, again, you can use more than just yellow, but you can, you can I have a, a fun that. time with that. Um, rainbow bubble art is another one where you fill the bowls of the bubbles, um, in the bowls, but uh-huh. you put a drop, a couple drops of, um, food coloring. Uh, and then they they use the bubble the bubbles on paper and uh, it creates design. So again, getting the kids interactive, getting them doing something it doesn't always have to. I don't suppose you have any ideas in there on how to get adults interactive. Well, I, well, adults it's kind of around food and drink. Oh, so... well, you know, cauldrons <laughs> and cocktails. I get that. So we're. Been... I suppose that just makes its own interactivity now, doesn't that, it? That that does like a cauldron, <laughs> especially. <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, having a sangria bar. You know, where you could have red and white sangria, and then you can put different fruits. You know, people can put their own fruit in or having um, mimosa. You know, that's a really popular we one. We did have a mimosa bar here at Diggs. That was quite it's, popular. Isn't it? So people, yeah. they just get involved. Even, right. you know, there's just a little something about loosening people up and talking and, oh, you put that in yours. Oh, I'm going to try. You know, there's just something about it that makes it a little. So we also love... Um, Hot dog bars, you know. What's you, a hot dog? Well, bar? you grill well, your hot, hot dogs dog and, and you put all the stuff out, and everybody just comes up and gets it. Dessert, um, dessert, um, provide a skewer, okay. provide different fruits, um, provide uh, marshmallows, brownies, uh, mini, mini um, donuts, and people create their own skewer. Okay. Uh, dessert, you know, dessert, what they want on their, uh, for their dessert. If someone wants all fruit, they can put all fruit on it. And then we dunk that in the chocolate fountain, you can, right? <laughs> And add sprinkles. That's right. That's it right there. We got to high five each other and, on that and one. add sprinkles. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's my kind of party. Yeah. Forget yep. the cocktails. I want that chocolate yeah, fountain to no, dump all that exactly. stuff in. But it's that activity. It's that choosing and being a little bit involved, you know, being involved. Um, well, I like that a heck of a lot better than those dorky, you know, getting to know you games yes. where you do the bingo delay. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, that, yes. That, that's awesome. Man, you are just a font of information. <laughs> well, listen. I want to make sure that people know why they should contact you. Lynn has the building. What is it? What, what is your business called? 
Um, party host helpers. Party host helpers. And so her business connects you with the staff that you need to have a successful party and not stress out, which I do, which she can't do anything about the people don't show up. If you're not popular, that, that's on you. But <laughs> so she can't help you with that. But once they actually get there, we can take care of you it. can take care of everything, no matter how small or how fancy pants. Yep. You guys can do it. Do you guys have the guys with a little uh, napkin we over can, there? We, we can have you, that. You, you can do but that. But I'll tell you, most of our events are events like I talked about where they're helping to facilitate. So it doesn't have to be a fancy, but we can go fancy, with, okay. whether it's fancy. Okay. But you're trying to tell me that it doesn't have to be snooty patootie exactly. to be amazing and for it to be economical exactly. and affordable to have a party with somebody, dudes, somebody to do the dishes, please. <laughs> Please. And put away all the damn leftovers. Oh, yeah. did I say that? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> you know how I feel about that, right? <laughs> Lynn, this has been awesome. If anybody wants to contact you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way is to go to the Party Host Helper website. Okay. Um, can you spell that out for people? It's Party Host Helper, no S. Partyhosthelper.com. Dot com. That will also be in the show notes at glendaledigs.com. Um, anything that you need will be right there along with all the contact information. Lynn, I am so glad you came in. Yeah, I can't wait you. to see you at a party. I know. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye.